This is episode 48 of the Marshall Street Podcast. You're listening to the Marshall Street Podcast, the home of music industry know-how that will give you the skills to take your career to the next level. Here are your hosts, Bennett Ferguson and Stu Watts. What's up? How's it going? How's it going? This episode is called How to Deal with Failure. Yep. So we're going to run through a whole bunch of stuff. Um, You know, when you're up against the wall, how do you deal with that? How do you turn around negative thoughts into positive thoughts? Um, That sort of stuff. So it's going to be a great episode, I think. But um, what have we been up to the last couple of weeks here at Marshall Street? There's been... A whole lot going on. There's been a heap happening. We've uh, finished the audio book for Erica Kramer. Yep. Confidence feels like shit. Amazon number one bestseller. So that audio book will be out soon for everyone to listen to. Yep. Uh, you finished working with London Topaz. London Topaz finished uh, the vocal mix for one of his new tracks. I've uh, been working with another guy, Jack Milligan. Killing it. He's a great solo artist. He's also in a band called The Colbys. Check him out. Follow him. Yep. Um, and on that, um, the last thing. And we got some plaques for the studios. HP Boys, uh, Six to the World, Loyalty, Certified Gold in New Zealand. Yep. Um, project we did last year yep. during lock, uh, COVID lockdown period. Um, it's been Certified Gold, so we got some plaques. Loving it. Yep. First plaques in the Marshall Street halls, so yep. loving that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, as always, if you love what you are seeing or hearing, please make sure you follow or subscribe on the platform that you listen or watch this on. Um, we want this to also get out to as many people as possible. So while you're there, share it on your social media feeds and to your friends and stuff. That's the best way that we can grow this podcast and get as much information to the public as possible. Absolutely. Let's get into it. Let's do it. How to deal with failure. Ooh, what a question. It's a huge one. And especially in a creative field um, because so much, I guess, that we do is for the recognition of others, mm. which I think is a good place to start. There's something weird, and I've said it before, something weird and kind of, and you know, I'd say almost socially and mentally unhealthy about um, – you know, going down an artistic creative path for a career because it means we're creating art that comes from inside us that's usually about something we've gone through or through our own struggles mm-hmm. and we put it to the public and we we get our validation through the public, you know, recognising it or yeah. liking it. Or, yeah. So it's it's a it can be a very tough industry if your mindset isn't good. Well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like there's almost like... Um, a couple of different personalities that you either need need to have. Mm. You either need you either need to be all in on creativity, and like usually those sorts of people aren't aware of you know some of the um, you know the the extraneous like business side of things mm. and those sorts of pressures, mm-hmm. and so they let other people handle it for them yep. and just worry on their you know focus on their art and creativity. Or you need to be someone that is aware or. You are someone that is aware of all of that extra stuff, but you can handle it. Yep. You know, there's no kind of in the middle. There's no like, uh, I kind of like, you know, I can kind of do, you know, the business stuff. I can kind of put up with people's opinions, this and that. Mm. That sort of person won't cut it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, and like it comes down to me, it's all about mindset. But I think firstly, it's recognizing that there has to be a mindset going in um, just because, you know, there's too much mental health that you can damage for yourself if you're constantly looking for your validation from other people, mm. from, all right, I'm going to be happy with myself if this song does good or yeah. if this clip does fucking X amount of thousands mm. or if I land this Spotify playlist, then I'll feel good about myself. Um, you know, I think it's a very detrimental mindset because you're going to end up not satisfied. You're going mm. to end up chasing. You're chasing the symptoms rather than the product. Um, and I think it's by going through 
usually failures and, you know, not getting what you wanted or not getting that tour spot. Usually by going through all those little, I guess, setbacks, you're able to get a bigger, broader, long-term vision of where you want to go and what you want to do. And yeah. that to me makes dealing with the day-to-day setbacks a lot easier because I'm like, cool, I'm going to win in fucking five years or well, I'm going to win yeah. in ten years. I feel like the the, the Dunning-Kruger effect is like is a big one there because – Do you want to just when, explain that for people who don't know? Yeah. I mean it's probably – it's 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 very well talked about and documented these days but it's um it's something – it's it's a – I guess it's a phenomenon where, um, you know, when you first start learning about something, there's a graph that basically says you have the idea that you know a lot Mm. when you don't. Mm. And then you realize and then you kind of go, okay, I'm aware that I don't know anything and then there's a slow momentum of, okay, I'm starting to learn things. Yep. It's like Um, the, um, I guess, the false confidence when you first go into something new. Like, for instance, if you first start DJing and you spend six months a year, you're like, fuck, I've got all this, I've worked it all out, I'm killing it, I've worked, I've sussed it, I know everything, I know what's going on. And then you get two, three years in and you're like, Or you see other people. You see other people in that time and you go, fuck, they're doing shit that I've got no idea yeah. about. And then it's a and bit of a reality it, it check. It opens your mind like, all right, wow, there is actually a lot to learn here. Mm. So, yeah, you kind of – it takes that back seat and you're on a, a more stable learning growth. Yeah, growth. and I think that that's kind of something that happens where you need that reality check and you need mm. that kind of slap in the face to be like, you don't know what you think you do mm. um, and just slow it down and and actually try to take the steps to – learn. And, you know, when you have those times where you're like, oh man, I didn't get what I expected because I thought that it was so much better than it actually was. Mm -hmm. That is what is termed deemed a failure, but it's how you look at it. Absolutely, It's not necessarily a failure as such. I feel like that word gets thrown in there and it's like, what is a failure at the, you know, at the end of the day? Yeah. And like, these are all great questions. Um, and they, I guess they're personal to an extent, um, in terms of what you want out of your art and your career and your life and everything. Um, to me, failure is stopping. Like mm. if I stop doing something, then yep. to me I fail because you, I've got no chance of succeeding because mm. you've stopped. Yep. Um, I see everything else as a learning curve. Mm. Like as we talk about around here, you know, everything you want, this is my views, everything you want in life is on the other side of pain. You know, otherwise you'd have it now. You need to go through some sort of learning, some sort of mm. new growth. Discomfort. You've got to learn new skills, go through new experiences um, to get what you want to get. Otherwise you'd have it now. Mm. Um, like the example I always use, like I'm not the business owner or the manager that I want to be that I will be in 10 years, I'm not there. Otherwise, I'd be there now. I need to go through some learning process, some pain points. I need to go through experiences Mm. to broaden broaden my perspective, to go through new activities, meet new people, to become the person that I will Mm. be. Um, so if you look at fa- like the micro day-to-day failures in that sense, really they're just learning curves. Mm. They're just lessons for you to get to the other side of so that next time you don't get to that um, that fallback of that day-to-day, you know, failure, quote, unquote. Yeah. And what you were saying before about how, how you need to have the right mindset going into something, you also need to have the right mindset of where you're at. Mm. So before you're going into any sort of project or working with a new person or trying a new, you know, releasing a new album, any of these things require you to have, you know, set your expectations low so that, you know, you shoot for the stars or aim for the stars and get to the moon. That that classic terminology is mm-hmm. you set your sights really high, mm-hmm. but you have the expectation that it won't reach that and yep. it'll reach something lower, yep. which is always a good thing because I always say like everything better than nothing is better than nothing. Absolutely. Um, and so and so you have to have that expectation that, you know, this might not do the what I want it to. Mm-hmm. I hope it does. 
but I, I have the right expectations that it won't do it. Yep. And therefore that means you're probably going to put in more hard work um, and, and effort into that thing to try and ensure that it does have a better outcome. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, having the right mindset of if it doesn't meet that or where, where you're currently at in your, you know, you know, journey that, you know, you have to be realistic about that sort of thing and you have to be like, look, it happened the way it happened. It wasn't going to happen any other way, regardless yep. of how I think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was always going to happen the way it, it turned out. Yep. You know, and it's, it's a bit of an existential thought, but like, it's true. Like you oh. can't, all you can do is what's in your control. Definitely. And that's, and that's where mindset comes into it mm. because if you don't have a good mindset or, you know, you're not around a good supportive herd or you haven't linked up with a mentor who's, you know, shown you through the industry that you're pursuing a career in, um, without that good, good foundational mindset, mm. you're going to let external things in and there's going to be things that are out of your control that you're going to let in and annoy you. There's going to be times when, and that's just going to cause frustration, put strain on yourself and your mm. relationships because you're not thinking, you're thinking that you're not getting what's yours. Mm. When in reality, one, like no one owes anyone shit. You're not entitled to anything. Like what you'll get is what you work for. It's like, and if you keep chipping away one day after the other, it will get there. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, the idea of going to a gym um, you don't have one gym session and you, and then you're like, oh, man, I've got my perfect body. Mm. It's day in, day out. You're going and you might have one day at the gym where you're like, man, I just don't feel it. I'm not mm. lifting anything heavy. I just wasn't feeling it. It's not a failure. You had to have that day. Go back tomorrow and yep. keep working on it. Yep. Um, so it's, to me, it's all about mindset. Mindset is key. Um, yeah. And, you know, with the good mindset, failures are just things to learn from. It just means mm. you didn't know something. So you had to learn that lesson. Next time when you do said task, Hopefully you don't you, you get further. And this is a thing that I think that a lot of um, young musicians think about a lot or potentially too much is they're thinking of each individual um, result as like not necessarily the be all and end all, but just mm. like something that's really important. Yeah, there's a lot of emphasis rather than on it. a piece of the puzzle. And so mm-hmm. you really do have to almost look past the short term things or be able to you know, find meaning in the small things, yep. whatever meaning means to you, you know, whatever, whatever, like, you know, happiness you get out of that task, yep. that's what you have to look for, not a result or not an outcome that is based on numbers or the amount yep. of people or anything like that or money, you know, anything like that. It's about finding happiness and joy in the stuff that you're doing. You know, for me, it's like, you know, sitting there and mixing or working with an artist, Mm -hmm. building a track from scratch and getting it to that end point. That's where the the fun and enjoyment lies. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't get enjoyment. You might get like a a rush of dopamine or you might get a, a hit of like, you know, just good feelings when something good happens as a result of you putting in all that hard work. But that's not what you need to bank yeah, that's, a, that's a symptom. You can't bank your hampi- happiness on that. Correct. Yeah. Yep. It's enjoying the process, like, you know, and it's not, it's, I guess it's easy to say these things. It's mm. a lot harder to actually take into your day-to-day life and live it and breathe it. Um, but as I'm sure a lot of people listening, as you go through your journey into music or any creative field, like there's just a lot of setbacks along the way. The first yeah. years are learning, um, you know, you think you're playing in bands that are always going to be awesome and you're going to change the world. And then, you know, three years later, you're still playing in the bands. Um so that development kind of just brings this this long term mindset that's needed. Yeah. Because um, once you once you start playing the long game, like if you think of anything, your career is a ten year journey. Like you can 
you can fuck shit up for the first three years and you still got seven. Mm. Um, you know, if you put all this pressure on you that, all right, this next release has to be good, then I think that's when people early on start putting all those pressures. We're like, well, this has got to do a huge result. Hey, everyone, I'm, I'm dropping this clip and this is this is going to skyrocket me. Mm. Next week I'm going to be a different person, man. Wait till this is out. Yeah. Like it just doesn't – life doesn't work that way. No. Um, and then even just to use an example that we're working through right now, like Clariah Boss, we're currently doing I think about seven or so film clips each week. Each Sunday we're dropping a new um, – uh, like remix of hers and she's going live on YouTube. But because we've got a new clip coming out every Sunday for seven weeks, eight weeks or something, call it two months, there's a lot less emphasis on one of those because there's seven more coming behind it. Mm. Like if you just put out one bit of content, all of a sudden it's easy for your mind to be like, well, this has got to be perfect and we've got to, where's this? And this is, everything's got to be on point because everyone's judging everything we do off mm. this one bit of content. Mm. When, you know, I think these days the marketing guide that should be, listen to in 2021 is you put out more if mm. you're putting out something every week all of a sudden there's less emphasis and less importance mm. on that one bit of content because hey guess what there's something else coming and, and then there's just, something else just coming. becomes a big body of work and a, yep. and and you know if we're using that analogy of a piece, piece of the puzzle if you think of you know an album that's a big puzzle yep. if you think of singles they're just pieces of that yep. puzzle and you can start to put together all these different little pieces of that puzzle mm -hmm. and the, the puzzle shouldn't be one one thing. It yep. should be your career. Correct, because you've got in that there's artwork, there's social media content, there's podcasts which artists should be doing, there's albums, there's touring, interviews. there's album artworks, interviews, press shots, like all those things, they're mm -hmm. all the different pieces that make up artists. So it's mm -hmm. like when you think of an artist like Kid Leroy, oh, cool, man, I've seen him all these in interviews. You now have a picture of that artist. Mm. You know, mm. artists who are just starting out, they can be very linear in terms of they're like, oh, I'll just if they listen to the song, then they'll think of me as an artist. When it's like mm. you've got to paint the whole picture for the listener. Yeah. You've got to show them what you're up to. You've got to show them your process. You've got to let them into how you came up with the song mm. and then they'll start to grow with you and become a fan and then each little piece of the puzzle that you put out is going to collect it. And then mm. over time, you know, that's when you leave a trail and you've written this narrative of yourself um, as an artist. So let's get a little bit more micro. Let's look at individual pieces of the puzzle if we're continuing with that analogy. Say what happens um, if you have this idea of, I know we've, we've kind of said this whole podcast not to, you know, think of individual things, but they're still important, of course. Mm -hmm. Like you still have to put all this effort into these, you know, little Absolutely. pieces each, along the way. And say, say an artist that's starting off early off and they're releasing their first song, for example, yep. or their first video clip, mm -hmm. and it doesn't go the way that they hoped, yep. what would your advice be for someone that feels like, oh, that was a failure? Very good question. Um, and I've gone through this. I've sat in this place with this emotion as an artist fucking six, seven, eight, ten Heaps, years ago. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think there, there should be a certain amount of sitting in the uncomfortableness. Um, I think if you put out something, and especially early on, and it didn't do what you think, I think there's either two things. One, either you had unreal expectations, mm -hmm. or two, there was something lacking in the planning, um, the release campaign, or the execution of it. Yeah. They're the two things. Or that, effort. Or effort. They're the two yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Um, so I think firstly is to sit with that emotion, that feeling. Like mm. don't hide it, don't try to bottle it, don't tell people everything's okay when don't, it's there. Don't blame other people no, either. sit in it, put it all in yourself, be like I'm sitting and really tell yourself I'm sitting here with this emotion because of me. Mm. So take a moment to sit in that, I guess, unhappiness or unfulfillment 
and just recognize one that it's there. Mm-hmm. Then the next thing would be after, say, a couple of days or when you're not at a emotionally high or driven from the event, um, I'd go back and recap on it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to people. To, you know, At the end of the day, you only know what you know, so you mm-hmm. may have put together the best plan for a release campaign you know and you may have executed that yep. to the best you can do, yep. but you don't know what you don't know. So go and find yeah. some other people and could talk to them. Could be 5% of what everyone else is you could, doing. You could have, have done, no idea. You could have gone backwards. Like yeah. you, you, you could have. Um, so find people who know what they're doing or people who you respect their opinion of and bring your plan to them. Be like, hey, man, yeah. I just did this release. I just dropped this track. It didn't do what I want. Do you mind giving me some advice or looking mm-hmm. over what I did? Um, go like do that. Get some outside third-party external feedback um, and then go and reflect. Were my expectations too high? Did the track actually do awesome? Mm. But I just had unreal expectations yeah, yeah. on my first release yeah. and that led me to be unhappy. That's a huge thing actually, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, we see it all the time. It's like, oh, I only got this many streams. It's like, that's good. That's like, awesome. Like yeah. that many people that didn't know you before are now listening, are listening to, your, to music. your song. Like, absolutely. That's crazy. So. Like people with streaming numbers and everything, it's people idealize and romanticize about millions of streams and all this when it's like, it's got to build to get there. You can't get to a million without yeah. a thousand. Like the first thousand, man. When a thousand people listen to your song, that's sick. That's but so it's good. easy for people to take this for granted because they mm. they constantly seeing and comparing themselves to all these big streaming numbers. Um, and that, that's a good point. I think we can stop on that is that everyone else, everyone else is on different paths. They're on different areas of where they are in their career. You know, th- that is a good place to to um, sit and evaluate like if the reason you're feeling uncomfortable or sad or upset or you know disappointed is because you're comparing to someone else's results mm. that's that's not a good you're in reason you're yeah in you, trouble already yeah because and and it's important to realize that everyone else has gone on different journeys you have no idea about every little thing that that artist has done or that band has done no yep. to to get them to where they are to to where they got that yep. million streams or yep. you know and you don't know who's behind the scenes you don't know what labels involved you don't know PR all the all of those other yeah. things yep. um, so for me it's that you want to get some outside um, advice from an external party you want to reflect um, and in that reflection is where you want to be really brutally honest with yourself mm-hmm. did I have a good plan mm-hmm. did I execute it like cool I may have spent four months in the lead up planning this beautiful release campaign, but did I forget to post every day? Mm. Did I not get any blogs, uh, not reach out for any blog interviews? All of those things, go and be really honest with yourself about did you execute yeah. what you wanted or yep. was there a gap there? And then uh, it's going back and asking, what did you learn? Mm. Like what do you need to learn from it? You know, in when you're talking with someone else, they might have been like, hey, dude, for our release, this is usually what we do and you want to get press and you want to get interviews. You've now started to upskill and broaden your knowledge around it mm. so that you can go and do a better job next time. And it's really important that you write all of this stuff down oh, as well. Document, like, keep sheets, keep keep uh, documents about all of this. Like every, every time that you meet someone else that tells you something that you didn't previously know, write it down. Yep. Like it's so easy to just forget or just feel like, yeah, I'm going to remember that. Of course mm. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Like that's important information. Yep. But guess what? All, there's a lot of important information out there and you're bound to forget some of it. Absolutely. So make sure you write it down and, and you know, have this place that you can go back to, whether it's actually a physically written book or whether it's documents on Google Drive or whatever it is, mm-hmm. have this place that you regularly go back to and analyze the things that you wrote six months ago. Yep. You know, after you released your first song, you know, you might drop three or four more, they might start to get better results or they might have the same shitty yep. results that you... Well, I've seen them get know, worse as well. I've seen artists worse. drop the first track that does really well and they're not happy with it. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, man, this was, I, was, I wanted to do this and this. And then they go and drop a second and a third 
and the numbers just go down and down. And then they look yep. back and they're like, well, that first release was actually awesome. Yep. You know, but they didn't have the perspective. Totally. And and that's what, you know, these this documenting of information that different sources give you or if you're watching YouTube or whatever it is, make sure you keep notes because it's really important to go back and go, did I do that? Mm-hmm. D- did that feedback that someone gave me, did I take that into my next song? Did I take that into my next video clip? You yep. know, was I prepared for that gig? Yep. You know, was I prepared for that tour? Mm-hmm. You know, all of these little things. Did I spend that money on something yep. that, and that was should have been clear to me that was yep. a waste of money the first yeah, time around. It. And did it work? Like, you know, you could go, oh, I went back last time I spoke with this person about a release campaign, this is what I put forward. Um, I went and executed it, but it just didn't work. It didn't mm. translate. Like, at mm. least now you've got the real data to move forward from. Mm. Um, so definitely keeping keeping a document with all of that stuff in it, mm-hmm. how you did it, how you went about it, as well as if you think it worked, if it's mm-hmm. something you want to bring into your next release. Yeah. Um, but I think, and then that's kind of it. I think the hard part in that, in the reflection of, you know, working through a failure is being brutally honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, it's firstly recognizing one, everything's on me. Like mm-hmm. if you're an artist, guess what? You can blame your team, you can blame your management, you can do whatever you want. At the end of the day, it's your career. Yeah. Everything is on you. Yeah. Um, and then being brutally honest about what you need to learn for next time. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I didn't know this skill or mm-hmm. I didn't have this. It's very, it's easier to tell ourselves, oh, it was another external fault. I can do this when it's needed. That's that's easy. Mm-hmm. It's harder to be like, all right, I wasn't prepared and I didn't have the skills needed to execute this release campaign. Yeah. I need to go and upskill myself or I need to go and learn. I need to do something because I wasn't there. Yep. There's no there's no reason why you can't take a break and, and evaluate and, you know, take a month off or something like that to really get your plans in place and get prepped. Yep. Um, we see it all the time is, you know, because someone's recorded a song or recorded an album that they have to release it, there's there's Mm. no real reason why you have to do that. If you're not ready, if your music isn't ready, but you've got a finished recorded track, a finished video clip, finished whatever, there's no reason why you can't take an extra month and go, okay, I really need to put more effort into the planning of this before I drop it. A hundred percent. Even then you don't have to. Like, you know, with Chloride Boss, we've got a track we've been sitting on um, for three years or so, that it's like when the climate is right and when we can feel this mm-hmm. thing's going to hit, it'll drop and it'll be a monster. Mm-hmm. But the, it just hasn't felt right to release it yet. It, yeah. You can, you know, art, there's energy around it. You can mm-hmm. feel mm-hmm. when something's right. Yep. So definitely don't force it, you know, leave it in the bank. Yep. And I heard this quote, uh, I think it was Jordan Peterson, who was just saying that, um, you know, a winner is someone that hasn't given up on losing. Or the winner is someone that doesn't let losing stop them is, mm. is, is more accurate. And it's, yep. it's so true. It's because there's going to be there's gonna be so many times where you feel like you're losing or you feel like you've lost or something didn't go the right way. But you really need to sit there and, and flip it, like we've said, and just be like, this is a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. What am I learning from this right now? Mm-hmm. It feels difficult. It feels like I've lost. But I, I need to keep pushing forward and yep. learn from this and make the next one a win. Yep, absolutely. And even just on that, if you find yourself constantly needing to force yourself, it's like maybe maybe take a step back and see if you really want to do music for everything, for a career. Yeah. It might be something, if you're constantly going through this process and you find it's draining you mm. and, and you're not having as much fun with music, maybe give it a, you know, take the foot off the gas for a little bit. Maybe just do it as a passion, as a hobby to yeah. get in, excited about music again. This is the again. thing. Well, I, I can talk from my experience in that. You know, I've been been, been in bands for since I was 15, you know, and um, there's been heaps of releases in that time. I've, I've released heaps of albums, EPs, singles, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they got to a point where um, obviously starting working here, I was like, cool, I need to focus on my, you know, engineering. 
I need to focus on getting good at that craft. And so my music took a backseat, my solo music, my music that I write with bands, but it was a good thing for me. It was because I didn't need any of those pressures that being in a band or being a solo mm. artist puts on you. There's a lot of there's a lot of pressure that you you put on yourself, yep. you feel the weight of expectations of mm -hmm. I need to do something with this song. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, especially during COVID, I actually, you know, got really excited about doing electronic music because I've always had an interest in it. But, you know, I, I, I took the time to just like have fun with, you know, playing around with samples and just making yep. music that I'd never made before. Yep. And that became a really good outlet for me. I've put the music up. I have no interest in what the actual results yep. say. It's a fun outlet for me. That's not my focus on Perfect. where I need to be in the music industry right now because yep. that's on my engineering and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm taking that really seriously, putting hard work in, into the marketing, mm -hmm. you know, taking the time to plan out all of my documents and all that sort of stuff. Music for me now, releasing music is just a fun escape. It's just yep. something that brings me enjoyment. Um, and so that, that's, for me, something that is really clear to me now that those expectations mm. that you put on yourself can just cause you so much stress and, stress and it's how you look at it and it's how you look at what's important to you and yep. pivoting and just making small changes along the way to move forward to what you actually feel like is worthy of your time. Yep. That can't be a failure. Correct. You, and it, and you can't lose there. You can't. And you know that that process takes time huge like you know it's you, taken two three years for me well for you it's been over like over a decade nearly, of, of being of an going engineer from yeah. being in a band to mm -hmm. playing to to ending up all right engineering you mm -hmm. know that's that's over 10 years mm. um to get to the point where it's like okay cool now this is there's a zone there and you know for me it was going through being an artist being in bands to then finding where i feel comfortable in the back end of the industry there was another 10 year journey mm. like you for people starting out who are you know looking at their failures and all this like man you don't need you might not even know the position that you're going to end up in in the industry you probably don't even know all the roles that exist like you probably it's don't crazy. know what a music director does what a public publisher does you, there's so many roles in the industry that people don't know even exist that's like how can you think that that's not going to be where you end up or that that's not something you'd like and there's so much social proof these days that you know the age of where you're at has it doesn't matter anymore yeah. you know someone like Gary V got famous when he was like 38 he, he did his first tweet when he was 32 yeah you know what I mean like and he was no he was an unknown there he just yep. owned a fucking liquor shop <laughs> you know there's so many people that are you know Jordan Peterson who I was talking about they're not specifically music related but there are musicians absolutely um, there's a musician Joshua Raiden who I love who got who who wrote his first song when he was 33 I think it was and it got on Scrubs um, soundtrack and then he started being a full-time musician it's like Sick. there's no the expectations that we put on ourselves I have to get famous when I'm 20 I have to yeah. this matters this really matters yep. or else I'm going to fail yep. you know or or I'm not going to Fuck music, I'm quitting. Yep. Yeah, if this if this release doesn't blow up for me, that's <laughs> like, it, I'm done. There's no rules. It's like, do you know how long life is? You've got <laughs> so many years left, especially if you're 25, up to the age of 16, 17, say 16, you still don't really know shit. You're a fucking kid. So oh, 16, oh, 25 is, 16 is to my, 25, my number of you're like, still a you baby. start learning. You're still a baby. Like yeah. 25 to 30, that was when I started to get yeah. serious and find yeah. myself. Yeah. At 30 is the starting line in life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, And you've only been... Over, like an adult, over 18, being allowed to do whatever you want. 
for 12 years. Like you're 12 years old yeah. at 30. Don't You've rush You've got it. the rest of your life. Be happy for, like get to somewhere where you're happy at 30, 35, and then you'll be happy till you're 70. Yeah. Like <laughs> don't chase two years or three years of like happiness at 21 to 23 because you think that's going to be fun. This is also the thing. The, the young years are where the fun is. You know, you don't have the, um, for most people, you don't have the expectations of I have to own my own house, I have to mm. fucking pay all of the bills to, to keep the lights on. When you're 20, you don't have that. Mm. So so really take advantage of that and go towards the things that you love and learn so much yep. when you're in that space because, you know, when it gets to 30 and stuff and you, and you move out, of, you know, a lot of people move out of home before that, but when it gets to that sort of age, and you have to start having all these responsibilities, shit's going to get a lot harder. Yep. But all of that learning that you've done in the 10 years before that, mm-hmm. 15 years before that, is going to compound and yep. it's going to lead to that point where you're like, cool, I can do this now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So I think it's like getting back, I know it's the it's the classic but mindset, man. Mindset overcomes failure because at the end of the day, all failure means is it didn't go the way you thought. Like you had a predetermined outcome in your head. It didn't land on that. So it's, that's a failure. When it's not, you've got a changing your mindset and just developing a growth mindset where, hey, I'm learning something from here. Yeah, it didn't go the way you want, but you learned from it. Like, you know, I think there's a famous quote about Edison or something when he was inventing the light bulb and he's like, you know, I, I didn't fail hundreds of times. I just found a hundred different ways it didn't work. Mm. Like you have to do that to find yeah. the way that works. Um, I think like now that we've talked about all this, I, I feel like, like this might sound harsh, but I feel like failure is giving up. It's when, it's failure when is you, stopping. Yeah, it's when you kind of go, I've had enough. With, there's always a point where you can pivot and adjust. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you have that mindset of like, okay, what do I need to do to to, to turn the tide and yep. and make it get better? Mm-hmm. There's always that point in your 100%. life. It just depends on what your interests are and, That's it. and where you're at. So. And it's mindset. Surround yourself by good people who bring you up and who raise you to the best you can be. Look after your body, work out, eat well, meditate. If you've got depression or if you think you're suffering from depression and anxiety, talk to people who have overcome it. Go to meditate, do breath work. Work, all of these little things um, will help keep you in that best mindset for longer. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's all real and good when you're around people and it's like, hey, man, you guys are in an awesome studio. No wonder you don't worry about failure. You guys are doing all this. It's like those little steps. Not true. Yeah, correct. Uh, but those little steps help you stay in that growth mindset mm. for longer because the last thing you want to do is just go in and out, up and down from oh, super highs to lows and then I don't believe in myself. It's like you just – the little That's things. burnout happens. Correct. Um, so, yeah, looking after yourself – and mindset, get mm-hmm. your mindset right around failure, learn from it, um, and you'll constantly be growing and moving forward. And in 10 years, you will look back at how much you've achieved and amaze yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Love it. Well, I think that's another uh, smashingly good episode I of think so uh, as the well. Street Podcast. Dealing with failure, getting your mindset right. As always, if you've liked what we've spoken about, make sure to reach out, drop in our DMs if you have any questions. We also have artist coaching courses running out of here where we go through not just mindset but a whole heap of other um, important topics that are going to make your music your full-time career. Yep. Um, if you've liked what you heard, make sure to follow, subscribe, like wherever you've listened to it. Um, and if you've got any questions, really get in touch with us. Um, that's what we're here for. We're here to kind of pass on this knowledge so that people can live the life that you want to do. If you want to make music your full-time career, go out and do it. Um, that's what we're here that's, for. That's exactly what we're here for. We want to hear from you. So yep. so don't be scared. 100%. Thanks again. We will see you next time. Peace. See ya.